Welcome to Beyond Corporate Services, PwC's Managed Services audio series. I'm your host, David Chabay. Today, we're speaking with Yolanda Seals Cofield, the Chief People Officer at PwC, and we're going to be discussing talent. Where do you source that talent from? How is it evolving? And how do you retain that talent? Yolanda, can you explain to our listeners what a Chief People Officer is? That's a really good question, David. So first of all, thanks for having me. It's really good to be here and to talk about where we're sourcing our talent, which is something that most chief people officers or chief human resources officers are thinking about every day. Our chief people officer is the person in charge of our people agenda. And so I have the privilege of waking up every day thinking about how we attract, retain, and develop the very best talent that will serve the needs of our clients today and that will help support the growth of our firm in the future. And a big part of that is not only attracting the talent, but creating the right environment where our people can thrive and grow at this firm. And so it is a great privilege to get to do that every day and to lead the team of professionals that's doing it. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying what you're doing and providing for us. But Tell me this, when we think about attracting the talent and where that talent lies, and obviously there's a continuing talent war that's going on as people are being snatched up from every which corner. How are you seeing that evolution go for where we find and source talent? It's an interesting topic because I think if you were to ask me this question a year ago, my answer might feel a little bit more different, at least in terms of its urgency. And so We are watching the pendulum swing back and forth from a talent acquisition perspective. A year ago, there was this tremendous war for talent, one that we had not seen, certainly in any recent history. And the market was incredibly active and we were going everywhere to source talent. And so we source experienced talent and that talent comes from everywhere. As we think about the declining numbers with respect to college enrollment, where we source talent is requiring a little bit more creativity. So there was a time where you could actively count on finding all the talent you need on college campuses across this country. And there are such incredibly talented people enrolled in these universities today. That's going to change. And one of the things we've seen in the pandemic is college enrollment continue to go down. And so we have to think more creatively around how we source talent. So What does talent look like from the community college world where you have incredibly bright and talented people who are starting their learning careers on a different path? What does it mean to have talent that doesn't necessarily have college degrees, but rather has certifications and other credentials, particularly in the tech space that make them hugely valuable, but they've taken a different route, a less traditional route to getting there? So I believe what it means to source talent in the future, particularly when you think about the impact of technology on the way we work and how we work, will be a really interesting conversation as we go forward. Obviously, as you know, we're standing up some of the managed service components and hypercharging them. And I've had to start looking for talent in different ways in terms of really looking for three major things from people. So agile learners, because the technology and the underlying seems to be changing faster and faster. But... Number two is high amount of grit, people that will get it done. And number three is communication. And I've had increasingly good luck pushing some of our DEI candidates, and we're both diversity partners in the firm. And so that's important to us personally. But that is also a place where I'm seeing some untapped talent pools kind of across the nation. I think that's right. I mean, one of the things that we've done really well from a talent acquisition perspective is broaden the aperture of the schools that we're going to. And so if you had looked at our organization, you know, five or six years ago, you might have seen that we went to a handful of 
HBCUs, historically black colleges and university, a handful of HSIs, Hispanic serving institutions. If you look at us today, that pool is much, much broader. And part of what we're trying to do is make sure that we are going to the places where we're going to find the talent. And we know that talent exists across this country in a variety of institutions, not just the small handful that we had historically recruited from. So I do think you're broadening that aperture. The other thing, you know, you talked about learning agility and grit and communication. There's this interesting phenomenon in the talent pool called quiet hiring that we're seeing in talent trends. And quiet hiring is really largely manifesting itself as organizations are looking within their own employee ranks and thinking about how they move people around mm. internally and how they upskill their current populations. I think we're going to see more and more of that. So if you think about the talent that we need for the future and the ability to work in this ever-changing technological landscape, that talent isn't necessarily being groomed in any one place. And so we're going to have to go out and build that talent and who better to build it with than our internal people who we know are great communicators, who we know have grit, who we know have learning agility. And so this kind of quiet hiring concept, which I think is fantastic. And I have to tell you, I like it a whole lot more than the quiet quitting that we've heard on the other side of it. Right, right. It's something that we're going to be incredibly focused on as we look at upskilling our own employee population. So when I think about the people listening, they broadly speak and everybody might fall in both groups. But, you know, we've got people that are looking for talent themselves and trying to not only acquire and retain it, but we've also got people that are perhaps looking to be that talent whether they're in college right now or pursuing an advanced degree and looking to reset their careers or even just within their own firms. When you think about that second group and you think about what we're trying to do and what we see our clients trying to do, what are some words that you might share with people that are in that position about how to best position themselves? I'd love to hear your take and then, then I'll share mine. Yeah, you know, I think that's an exciting group to be in right now because I'm going to come back to a word that you shared, which is agility. I don't believe that the perfect employee of the future comes from any particular major or discipline or subject matter expertise. I think the employee of the future is one that is intellectually curious, one that is an agile learner, and one that is excited to take on new opportunities. So you give me an incredibly intellectually curious liberal arts major, and we can turn that person into a managed services consultant who will do great work for our client. And so that is where I think the future is. And so if I'm in that market, I want to position myself as someone who's excited to learn different things. I want to demonstrate that I have the capacity to take on new challenges, to be a very quick and agile learner, and that I'm open to career paths that perhaps were not something that I thought about when I entered college because what it means to be a professional of the future is changing and it's changing faster than we can keep up with when you think about the impact of technology and the like. And so I do think the future is in with a lot of these liberal arts students. We all spend a lot of time in the business schools where we recruit. And of course, we get incredible talent there. But we're starting to spend time in the School of Engineering. We're starting to talk to engineers about their future and how they can have an incredibly bright future and an accounting and a consulting firm like ours, a multidisciplinary firm like ours. We're spending time with liberal arts students on campuses and talking to them about what it means to go into technology and what it means to look at a career as a CPA where perhaps they were not an accounting major on campus. So the future is really bright, but it's, it's going to be broader than those schools of businesses where we've traditionally spent a lot of our time. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Yolanda, but I'm a third generation accountant. So my grandparents were both CPAs and started a firm. My dad, same, and took it over. My little sister running it now. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a special group. They, they named their dog Debit, just to add a little <laughs> bit of... And when I think about the evolution that's going on from those three generations and then looking at the next generation too, the technology is playing an increasingly large role. And you're absolutely right. The spheres of knowledge that we need people to know is kind of continually expanding. And so just knowing the accounting regs, there is always going to be a place for some people that know that and focus solely on that. But a lot of the practitioners are having to get deeper into technology, into operations, into strategy reporting. And the knowledge base is so broad and varied that we just need people that can think and act in those ways and just be really good athletes across a wide range. I think that's right. And I have to tell you, I wouldn't rule out anyone in the future. I would take someone with a master's degree in biology and think about how we leverage them in a different way, consulting and health services industries. I mean, I think there's a broad spectrum of the future employee in our industry and across various industries. And what these universities are teaching kids to do is to think and to think critically and to think creatively. And, and that's what we need, right? 100%. So I think we're going to look very, very broadly for talent in the future. And again, I wouldn't rule out future recruiting in high schools and getting people certified to do yeah. some of the great work we do and partnering with community colleges where so many of our bright and talented young people start their college careers. There is a world of opportunity in forming good relationships with those types of institutions. Yeah, my understanding is the FBI is recruiting some of their cyber teams out of high school and kind of putting them through some programs in conjunction with college, which is an interesting trend if it continues. But let's flip it to the other side before we close out. And so, you know, you're an employer now. You've now gone and sourced a couple of these bright, agile folks. How do you keep them? That is where the rubber meets the road, right? We have to keep them. And a part of how we keep them is by creating the people experience that's going to inspire them. We know that we can attract talent, that the number of applicants that we have every year is incredible. And our ability to pick from the best and brightest has not changed. Our ability to keep our people has everything to do with the experience that they have when they get here. So We have been incredibly focused on building a people experience that is going to inspire our people, that is going to continue to develop them. They are agile learners. They are intellectually curious, and we want to develop the best and brightest people. Mm -hmm. We also want to make sure that we're giving people more agency around how they grow and how they develop in the firm and how they connect their personal why, their personal passion to what we do every day. And we know that passion is a great motivator for people We know that if you understand their why, you can connect with them in a better way. And so we are committed to investing in our people, to helping grow their skills, but in also creating the right environment, the right culture of care and belonging, the right development culture that will inspire people to want to stay with us for a really long time. Yeah, I think, first of all, I think that why is absolutely critical. I 100% agree with you there. And I would say when you're getting a different type of person that can run across different spans and that can be agile, you've got to present a different experience to them and you've got to allow them to be agile and to grow, especially in some of their earlier years and then mid-years as they're starting to really kind of add back some value in some interesting ways. I mean, the My Plus that we're rolling out, I think will be an interesting to see how that evolves and to try to meet some of those needs as the business continues on. I think that's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Well, Yolanda, I'm afraid we're at time, but thank you so much for swinging through. And as always, enjoyed it and look forward to seeing you sometime soon. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Beyond Corporate Services, PwC's Managed Services audio series. I'm David Chabay. Copyright 2024, PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the PwC network and or one or more of its member firms, each of which is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.